I love that a little bit before the, the sound actually stops, we, we, we go from this to... <laughs> Just for those few seconds so it can pretend like we're human. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Deductionist Podcast, my lords, Hello. ladies, and gentle people. How the devil are you, sir? Are you okay? I'm very well, thank you. Are you? Oh, you know... They haven't legalized mass murder yet, so I'm I'm still uh, stuck festering uh, in in chairs at the moment. I, I say mass; it's only targeted at one person, really. <laughs> My mum's just randomly texted me as well. Um, uh, so do I know why the Apple logo has a bite out of it? <laughs> well, do you? <laughs> why does the Apple logo have of, a bite out of it? Of of all the questions. You you expect my mum not like you expect my mum of all the of all the questions I would expect my mum to ask me not that you have an open line of conversation with my mum I don't know what you get up to in your spare time you might you might I don't know um, <laughs> have you put her onto this apple question is that what's happening brilliant thing there is no answer no one knows Steve's job Steve Jobs is in heaven like this. <laughs> or hell, I don't know, depending on your feelings on Steve Jobs, I don't know. <laughs> He's on the fence still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So oh, well. <laughs> I've um I, I've I've started looking at uh, uh Kane's jawbone. Do you do you remember do you remember that from a, a couple of months ago, I think it was. Do you show Yes, is this the the book that was one of the hardest puzzle books? Yeah, really, on the yeah. market, on the so, black market, on the black market, and yeah, and market. the 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 I don't know the I feel like anything else that I would say after that, trying to find whatever the opposite of a black market would be, might be considered racist. So <laughs> I, I aren't gonna. <laughs> I I am going to try and yeah like <laughs> I am going to I am going to explore that any further. I mean, if I might pose the question loud, like why <laughs> exactly why is the criminal market considered black? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? All right. Going on. Why is that? Yeah. Anyway, before we, <laughs> before we get into too much of a tangent, we become immediately cancelled at this stage. So yeah, I, I've started looking at this. Uh, it's the world's most fiendishly difficult literary puzzle. And so I initially I thought that you just had to solve the six murders that were in there. Okay. So, so the rub of it was that you had a uh, hundred pages to the story to the to the case that were printed out of order. You yeah. uh, you, you had to figure out who the six deaths were and who killed them. But not okay. only that as well, you have to reorder the story too, page uh, for page oh. for page for page for page for page. So. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like right. I, I, start, I started to I started to have a look through the, uh, uh, the they give you like this little breakdown of yeah. of this uh, this little answer sheet where you fill in all of your answers and whatnot. <laughs> but I like that they give you three and a bit lines to explain how you solve the world's most difficult puzzle. <laughs> oh, <man. Deuce. laughs> 
No. When you first told me about it, I was wondering how it kind of worked, and I thought, is it one of those uh, choose an option scenario books where it's like a uh, U-turn left and fall down a hole, or U-turn right and find the killer, <laughs> that kind of thing. And I thought, like, oh, is it like an adventure book type thing? But that looks more complex than I thought it out to be. Well, you said yourself, fiendishly hard. I know, right? Hello to everyone that's just joining us for the stream as well. Good evening. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> so here's, here's, here's the thing is I, I found out as well because I was just reading the story. I didn't think about reading yeah. like the, the, the initial pages and whatnot because it didn't really matter. I was into, into solving it. Turns out there is a time frame on this. What? Oh. <laughs> there is a time frame. <laughs> uh, you, you, get till, uh, you get till New Year's Eve to, to solve it. <laughs> you get till New Year's Eve this year. What? And, right, so, if I said to you, I've created the world's most difficult literary puzzle ever. Since 1934, only three people have managed to solve this. There is mm. a cash prize. What do you think the cash prize would be as, as an equivalence to that kind of prestige? Christ almighty. Mm. I mean, is there a cash prize? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Ooh. I mean, I'm wondering how much they could actually afford to give away from them. Maybe like 200, something like that? Very close, very close. 250 quid. 150 quid? Oh, it's the you being framed, Mark. Two, that's it, 250 quid in vouchers to spend at the publishing place <laughs> that makes the book itself. <laughs> Which I loved. Oh, I thought that was great. Initially... again. Absolutely, absolutely. Initially, I was like, 250 quid for all of this work? You can sod off. And then I was like, 250 quid's worth of vouchers. No, I appreciate that. That's that's sneaky. I like it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm back game. <laughs> so, like, to... To, to add into the add into it all, like I've got myself a new cube, which is just frust. Oh, that looks great! Look at that. Ooh. And that's yeah, just a green screen part. But but you know, uh, it, it's frustrating. So I've I've spent a, a a lot of a lot of the past week um, thinking about problems, solving some problems. Uh, uh, having more problems thrown at me, you know what my life's like. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 make more problems. Ex exactly. So I thought it would be, it would be um, uh, 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 intriguing, nigh on uh, just an avalanche of tragedy for us to solve, according to Business Insider India. Um, uh, I was sent what it jokingly. Uh, I was I was sent <laughs> this jokingly. Uh, you know, uh, well, go on. You you've solved that. Go on, solve these. Uh, you know, it was satirical, but I was like, all right, so let's do it. Uh, so this article, uh, this <laughs> this article is called uh, uh, "The Ten Biggest Problems in the World Today," according to millennials. Oh, yeah. millennial problems. Yeah. Right, so we we okay. fall we fall right into that category. Well, Granted, me right on the outside of it, but still, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm in there. Um, and and they're, they're not they're nowhere near as silly as social engineering would dictate the problems yeah. of a millennial would consider them to be. 
Right. As all the fun that we make of millennials uh, and the, the problems that they have, we have, It's it, they are quite important these days because I suppose their problems are necessarily not just of today. They are problems that have always been there, but got, irre- you know, irreversibly worse as time goes <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. It's a build-up. Absolutely. Like Metallica would say, it's sad but true. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I thought we'd set some parameters given that we are exploring the natural world uh, through uh, deductive reasoning, inductive reasoning, abductive reasoning. We can't create some kind of... Exactly. We, we can't create some kind of science fiction reference to make it all up and just solve it and go, yeah, fairy dust, man, it's finished, it's solved, yay, now everyone spells their names on Starbucks cups correctly. Mate, you've, you've taken my first solution away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I saved the usual fairy dust for your drag act, my friend. Um, Stop. Stop it. His name is Test Tickle. Um <laughs> So, the the first one, uh, the first one that was on here, was uh, uh, I say was like it's vanished. It is a lack of economic opportunity and unemployment. Apparently, this is plaguing fourteen point two percent of us. Mm. Now, yeah, yeah, that's a that is a that's, biggie. That, that's a biggie, I mean, isn't it? That's a biggie. Look on Trent, and I imagine it's similar. Very. Uh, a lot of places in England, but it's a yeah. big issue here, isn't it? Unemployment. About 22% of millennials in sub-Saharan Africa are concerned with unemployment and the lack of economic opportunity in the world compared to just 8.3% of Eurasians. That's not fans of the band from the 80s Eurasia uh, either. That's That refers to the geographically located area and not the, the synth rock. Uh, they they are a whole, like, a whole different problem. That's a whole different Eurasia. All different Eurasia. Absolutely, sir. So, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to solve that? What, where do you think the problems lie? What's the what's at the root of that kind of uh, unemployment line? And bear in mind, we can be as arbitrary about it because we're just hypothesizing. If you think that ah, yeah. nuclear winter would solve it all, then that's the answer, right? But I want you to defend said response. Uh, yeah. I think the core problem of it all is money, isn't it? There's no money to put into jobs to generate money to give back to people. And in a way, we just live in an unfair world like that where we won't just share that money. I suppose the big and most obvious answer is, and this is something that I've thought of before, I think everybody's thought of it. You know, when you're of a certain age and you're quite naive about how it all works and whatnot, but everyone has just thought, why don't we just share everything? (laughs) Why don't we just cut in half and take what we don't need, give to the others until it all bounces out, until we all have... An equal amount of money and whatnot, and then you slowly learn and click into things yeah. that it necessarily the, the, the rose-tinted glasses drop off quite quickly after yeah. that. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's still, it's where's the money? You know, yeah. money is at the, the core of all this. I would say we need to find somewhere where we could. I know charities do a fair share of hard work to, to generate this money for for people out there to make jobs. But I suppose, yeah, money, resources, that's where it ends. Yeah. Where it 
I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. We, we, we can only hypothesize based on the kind of information that we've got at the end of the day, right? What we know is that there is a, a which is a deductively reasoned outcome, right? What we know, uh, well, that's that's deduction. In the two plus two, we can deduce that four is coming next. Uh, yeah. if, if that's the nature of it. So what we know is there is a trade-off between a lack of money and opportunity and a lack of interest uh, <laughs> in yeah, that particular. Yeah. Some people are, not not all, uh, a small percentage comparatively, but you would have to have to address the concerns that some people are more prone to being lazy. You yeah, know, some, absolutely. Some some yeah. people are more, more more, and I'm not I'm not kind of I'm not even counting into the the numbers like the people on the, the genuine benefits or any kind of medical disabilities or or anything like that because you're you're taken care of but you you aren't a factor in the unemployment because you have medical disabilities or you have legitimate yeah. reasons to be off or whatever it is yeah. there is a legitimacy that that kind of absolves you of. Uh, uh, inclusion in this kind of e e equation. So, that uh, I, I initially thought that uh, it boiled down to greed. Yeah, it it just boiled yeah. down to greed, because like, uh, I I I maybe don't know enough about economy to for it to be this simple. But I can't. I don't understand. No, I would agree with you. Like, because if if you think about it, if you just lowered the cost of everything, mm. <laughs> lowered the cost of everything, that way the rich get richer, so all those ego egotistical sods are happy. Uh, uh, the, the poor, their 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 money that they have will go further, you know, because everything is is able to be purchased for a little bit less. Uh, um, yeah. It seems to me like that any kind of profit and loss margin would just drop down in terms of the numbers that are there, the margins that, yeah. that dictate how rich you are or how available you are or how much opportunity that there is, is only yeah. the, the margin between what you've got left after your bills. Yeah. <laughs> right? that's, yeah. that's what it is at the end of the day. So if you lower the cost of absolutely everything, yeah. then it seems to tick a lot of boxes on both sides and the only way the only way I can't understand why that wouldn't work is because people are greedy yeah definitely it would take away a certain way of life for some people like every, everybody wants their bit don't they everybody has uh, if they've got a successful idea or a business uh, and say they're in the market with competition for that business they're going to up their game and want more from it and that kind yeah. of thing and we, we kind of, uh, in a way, sort of nat tunnel visioned into seeing that all the time in media and TV. We're watching people uh, live the dream, aren't we? we? So that thus makes us want to have the dream. We, we basically are looking for equality uh, within our fundamental financial system that we're in. But we're also looking if we can make a bit of that. <laughs> We'll make a bit of that, and if there's opportunity to make more of that, yeah. <laughs> we're definitely going to make way more of that, aren't we? And uh, absolutely, you're not going to stop necessarily if you are sitting on a gold mine. I suppose yeah. a lot of people would say, like, "Oh, if you're if you've got an idea and you could make all this money by raising the price of it to such and such," eventually, over time, you're going to start thinking like, unless you know you're very, you've got your ethics in place and your morality there, you're going to think, "Yeah, I could." really become successful off this and 
just need to change a few things and ask for a bit more. And that's, yeah. I think, that I, how I agree with you there. That's That sounds like the sort of greed uh, that you're talking about to me. Is, yeah. is that what you would think? Yeah, I, I, that's what that's what I thought. You know, I I, I was I was trying to think like uh, if if like if you take something that a lot of workers kind of moan about on mass in varying different ways from very different reasons and very different various different companies, but most people kind of moan about being treated like a, a, a number, working a job they hate for not really a, a lot of money. It's it's a situation that plagues a lot of people that are fortunate enough to be in work. So then you get that kind of dissonance in your head like oh should i be grateful for having a job when there are so many people that face unemployment and all that and but the the job sucks you know and there's this kind of uh, two opposing ideas happening at the same time yeah when, when there is more opportunity for what you have to go further it doesn't make the job aspect any better if if you hate your job but it makes your capability at being productive to be better because you're getting something a bit more out of it, out of it at the end of the day. You're not having to go, well, shit, where's this other penny coming from that I have to rub together to try and create another meal out? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, 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 that's like it, it has a knock-on effect in terms of um uh, in terms of morale in, in terms of uh, the, yeah. the the culture within a company it, it, if you look at the amount of people that want to go into small small business ownership uh, there's there's a lot of places uh, uh, around the country that seem to uh, build their kind of livelihoods on small businesses like you've been to places like Whitby and York yeah, beautiful yeah. Beautiful yeah, places, yeah, but it's all these yeah. kind of small family-owned businesses yeah, that have got glorious histories that make wonderful things. If their money went well, further, it would grow. Definitely. And when you go out there and you see these places, in a way, they do have quite a lot of success. Like in terms of they're well-known, uh, they'll always be uh, you know, highly recommended by everyone. They've probably got like a big name that you might have heard mm -hmm. of in that area, albeit yeah. if it's a small area. But usually it's a small business, isn't it? And yeah. we kind of like, it's those local businesses that I think a lot of people are missing today, aren't they? Like there's yeah. not room for that anymore in, in bigger, more corporate commercial places where the competition just flattens people like that, unfortunately. It's it's that kind of world we live in. But um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just get, like get, um, an example of something I suppose we've seen because we've worked in an industry together yeah yeah uh, working in that place it had some owners some very rich owners uh that owned it of course owners i'm explaining myself over too much there. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that industry is it wasn't well paid it no. was basically your bare minimum but a lot mm. of people said for what it was you should be paid more and mm. technically the private firm we could have been <laughs> they, they set their rates uh, the rich owners would still be rich. They just would have been a little less richer. And it's sort of, we saw that problem firsthand. And yet at the same time, like, I don't know, it, it really makes me think like, God, if I was in that position, <laughs> like you say, you go back to that initial thing, a job's a job. Should I be happy? I've got a job, especially in today, like that guilt, like, you know, exactly. I could be doing work, could be on the street. There's people begging, you know, Exactly. Who, who am exactly. I to complain? That kind of thing. Exactly, and that's that's the knock-on effect of of, of yeah. growth on mass through a society. I've quoted him yeah. a few times since, but I didn't expect something so insightful to come out of Jimmy Carr's face. 
right? Uh, he, he, I, I didn't. He was doing. Um, he was doing like a, 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 a an interview or a, a discussion or whatever it was, but on his book that, that came out kind of towards the end of the last lockdown. Yeah, and he was saying like some of the problems that most young people face are like how much money do you want not to live your life? Uh, if if a job says to you, uh, I want 50, 60 hours a week from you, at the end of the day, I'll give you 35 grand a year. Oh, great. Oh, great. Oh, brilliant. But based on yeah. the top of that, they now own you. They own your soul. Yeah. And that stops yeah. a lot of people from wanting more because they kind of face that they, they face that dichotomy. If that, if that same 35 grand went further, yeah. <laughs> right? If it went further, there's opportunity. There's opportunity for growth yeah. and change. Uh, yeah, in definitely. that area, so I think I think we've solved that one. What do you reckon? I definitely think we've solved it. I think we've cool. got a nail there. Boris, listen up, mate. Yeah, Boris, back <laughs> off. Back um, he is out the door. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, I, when 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 I saw that Rishi had quit, and um, uh, uh, is it Sadiq Khan or Sidiq yeah. Khan? Yeah, yeah. When I saw that them two had been like, but they put in this like, I'm fighting for what I believe is right by quitting. Yeah. <laughs> Not really fighting. How, now. how are you doing that? That's like the guys who, who were in the bar and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna, you better watch what you say because, yeah, I'm just. I'm de- <laughs> what are you doing? I don't want to agree that my mate was about to beat you up, but I have similar feelings. I just want to approach him in a different way and this way I actually prove that point. <laughs> You've you've gone, mate. You've like, baffles me. Baffle <laughs> baffles me, mate. Baffles me. It does. Here we oh, go. Right. Uh, this is an interesting one. By the way, this is a list of ten. I don't think we can solve all of the world's problems in one Not humble ben. podcast. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm only picking a couple. I'm only picking a couple. I'm just scrolling. I'm scrolling through, and then whenever, it, it, like the like the the kind of wheel on on the on the ge- was it generation game or play your cards right? Uh, no, it was the Price is Right when they do that and they go. Yeah, yeah, So I'm doing I'm doing that with this. I'm kind of hitting the wheel on my mouse, letting it scroll down, and then wherever it stops, that's the one I'm going for. I'm shouting terrible. So this this one is a uh, a lack of political freedom and political instability. About nineteen percent of millennials in East Asia and the Pacific are bothered by the lack of political freedom and stability in the world, followed by eighteen point nine percent of of millennials in Eurasia. Now and now again, just just to qualify, this is an article that was published in India, uh, but so their their reference statistics are from that neck of the woods. But these are apparently yeah. problems that millennials face uh, uh, en masse throughout the globe. Yeah. Tout le monde. The globe. Indeed, sir. That's it. That's just my English. <laughs> Do you think we suffer from a political, uh, uh, well, from a lack of political freedom or? And or political instability in the UK? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, uh, someone who did I watch a while ago? I was saying someone. It's it was Russell Brand. I was watching his YouTube uh, series, and he was basically just talking about the fact that we just don't have enough options when it comes to politics. Like the, a lot of the arguments are, but why do people vote? Why don't uh, the youth of today have more interest in politics? Because it's just it's the same old shiznit you're just settling for the best option which 
he made a good point. You shouldn't have to settle for <laughs> just because it's, you know, the best of the worst. Uh, there's issues with all of it. You might think of whatever party has uh, or political uh, group has a certain, you know, like something or they, they've got the answer that, that everyone will have issues. And there's not enough out there to give people enough option, I don't think, to properly be able to decide uh, if they, they think they know what political agenda should be out there and leading the country and being involved in the government. It's it's just an unfair system to me. It's you know it's you choose one of the basically choose red, green, yellow. But I want blue, red, green, yellow. <laughs> I don't want those. Yes. What do you want from me? Can't we just mix them all together and do finger painting? Yeah, I made a collage. <laughs> How is it then that that comedians are becoming less and less funny and more and more insightful? I mean, I, I mean, like, they're, they're still funny, obviously. I don't mean yeah. that their jokes aren't as funny, but it's becoming no, like, really. yeah. Holy I suppose shit. Call out the truth in their humour, don't they? That's the main yeah. thing. Sort of highlight the uglier part of life in a way that we can safely all laugh at it, like everybody can, like because there's a lot of people you'll get in a, a room with a comedian who will be from all different backgrounds, who will have all different political views, yet they'll yeah. all laugh the same. It's a joke from a comedian because at the end of the day, they've made it safe to laugh at the truth. But really, I think there's a lot of comedians today that are actually sort of, you know, nail on the head. It, they're telling you. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Jo- Jonathan Pye. Yeah, absolutely. Jonathan Pye. He started off being hilarious, ranting by the London riverbanks. And then the more you watch him, the more you're going like, holy shit, he's actually, he's, uh, he's onto something. <laughs> I feel like Boris Johnson's tried the same thing, but he's done it all wrong. He's become a, <laughs> a not necessarily a comedian. <laughs> he look, he, he just kind of, you know what, you know what, the, the the kind of best way to describe him, if you thought of him as a muppet who'd been like an actual muppet, a Jim Henson muppet, but had been placed into the washing machine and then left outside to dry. <laughs> That's what he kind of reminds me of, because he's always got this kind of look like. <laughs> he went in clear spoken and he came out. Yeah. yeah. That was basically him during the lockdown speeches, wasn't it? That's how you've described him precisely. <laughs> they must have had like green screen or something. <laughs> <laughs> So the 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 reason I th- I think I think we've got a, a a lack of political freedom then in this area is because we we are faced with the the two big boys you know the 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 Labour's the Conservatives and the like that's 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 really what it boils down to uh, those those guys red versus blue uh, I, there was a I think it was in Canada somewhere I don't know I, I could just be plucking that country out of the air so. I, I, fact check me if you want, but I don't know. That was just the first country that popped into my head. Anyway, there was a guy that was sat on his local council board, gigantic beard and a welly on his head. <laughs> I want him in power. I want that guy. Exactly, it's the diversity of opinion on these kinds of things. Like uh, every now and again, I'll have a look at the Church of Satan uh, Twitter feed because it's hilarious. 
It's hilarious. Um, somebody commented on, on that, like, trying to back them up. You do know the Church of Satan Twitter doesn't actually believe in Satan. I wonder if there's anyone out there that actually believes in Satan. The Church of Satan Twitter handle commented, Christians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Like, th that's that's what you get from bringing new stuff in, you know. It, it, yeah. Whether you, whether you're uh, blues and hate the reds, or whether you're reds and hate the blues, I mean, who cares, right? What you get yeah. are, are, is is a recycled version of old opinions. What you get is a recycled viewpoint yeah. on on old situations and 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 products and 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 ordeals. Is there a reason why many of the most uh, many of the most popular statistics? have only gotten worse. Granted, we've been suffering under the tyranny of the blues for so long. But uh, even before then, the, the, the similar problems were there in terms of the, the economy and jobs and all of this kind of stuff. And the worry about the NHS and waiting times, blah, 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 blah. That's been yeah. going on in one form or another for years. Why why is that? Why, why is it just down to the reds or the blues? It, 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 comes, it comes down to, again, for me, uh, uh, ego. Uh, and with that comes greed. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it goes to like your description there matches exactly what happened during lockdown with nurses. Yeah. We were clapping for them. We were encouraged to clap for them, and rightly so, with what was going on. Uh, they were promised a pay rise, which never came. Uh, but you got pictures of Boris at the hospital being treated by nurses yeah. who you know, saved his life uh, in in one way or another there uh, because of you know. It possi possibly he could have passed away with what yeah. was going on, uh, like many other people. Yet they saved his life and they got nothing out of it. And again, yeah. like I just said with ego, it's straight down to that, isn't it? Just thinking that in your mind as a leader, oh, they just deserve one of yeah. these. That's it. That's it. I'm not, on my money. I'm not giving them any of my money. Yeah, what? <laughs> that's exactly what it was going on, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not having that. Yeah. I'm not having that. Right, like kids. Kids, school dinners, the freeloading little shits, they can pay for it themselves. <laughs> Get them out of here. Shut off, Marcus. Come on. Tiny Tim, I'll have a twist on your bike. Granted, your bike's probably not got a seat and you're going to fall down because you've got three good legs between you. But, you know what I mean? Who cares? It's greed. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Again, it comes back to what, like you said, greed and ego. Exactly. And what happens when greed and ego are challenged you get instability. You get arguments. You get riots on the streets. You get you get yeah. uh, insurrections. Maybe one day we'll go the way of uh, I think it was the Netherlands again. I could just be randomly quoting bits of history. I have no idea. Uh, but there was insurrection on the tree uh, on the streets. Uh, a bunch of the constituents charged the Houses of Parliament, uh, are killed, and eight. Uh, their their legal uh, their legal official. This was a, a good few hundred. This was a good few hundred years ago. Bear in mind. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. If that went on in Amsterdam, there'd be there'd be a, a lack of movement. Everyone must be too stoned. <laughs> I'm so mad, but I just haven't got the energy to care. Can you get on my plate, mate, please? <laughs> Prime Minister Burger. Yeah. So political instability. What we do is we just remove the greed. Done.
Yeah. We 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 remove the the greed, which has a limit on the ego. You can't immediately remove the ego straight away because you get rid of ninety like percent of politicians in one in one fell swoop. You got to weed them out. You got to weed them out to yeah. make those kinds of changes, and then eventually that goes, and that allows for more opportunity for more uh, for different parties to be you know to have their say, to have their uh, chance to have their voices heard. They might be terrible. So they'll fade into obscurity. They may be awesome. Either way, the the the, the opportunity needs to be there uh, to yeah. allow them to do something. How is Russell Brand a voice of reason on this? <laughs> How? That is the world we live in when Russell Brand is the exactly the, the voice of reason because I suppose he speaks like a comedian does mm. in a uh, in a truthful way, but mm. engages you on, in a funny sense, in a, a smart sense, and I suppose knows how to do it in a in a way that's honest as well like it's it's portraying them with a lot yeah. of politicians people do find them funny find them hilarious some of the stuff they come out with is comedy gold but you just don't trust that it's actually them you just hear agenda agenda yeah. agenda agenda you can't really hear a human being talk in all of that that net mess and all going on in parliament 100%. you might hear a, a load of chaps booing another chap but but beyond the northern that, Northern Blackhead, order, 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 order. <laughs> the, great, the greatest solution would be, you know, like in one of those big arguments that they have in Parliament where it's all the, the parties going at each other. Imagine if they just one day stopped and like, shall we just actually, hold on, like, shall we just figure out together yeah. a way of sorting all this out without yeah. it just feeding our own, our own mission? Absolutely. Why don't we just step down and sit with each other for a minute and put it yeah. on paper? Like, okay, this is what you don't want. And let's listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead right, man. Absolutely. Dead right. Uh, just yeah. to say as well, uh, uh, Elrin, uh, I see your comment, my dear, uh, but I think that might be a, a nice thing to, to, to kind of round this out at the end. So we'll, we'll come back to that towards the end as well. Uh, I've already pre-scrolled for the next one. This is a, uh, a lack of lack of education. 16.5%. Uh, North American millennials, 21.8%, are most concerned with, with the lack of education around the world. Ironically, there is a lack of education gone into the creation of this article because it's actually written, North American millennials are most concerned with lack of education. They missed out that, that, one, uh, that one really important word. Uh, followed, by, uh, followed by an equal percentage, 19.7%. 21.8 isn't really equal to 19.7%, so I can't help but feel that the writer is uh, uh, speaking ironically here, but I suppose they're kind of making the point uh, of, of millennials in Europe and Eurasia uh, as well, facing the same thing. Meanwhile, just 7% of millennials in sub-Saharan Africa are concerned with a lack of education. So I suppose the first one here would be, is it actually a concern for a lack of education, or is it... A lack of education. <laughs> mm, well, I suppose. See, there's so many different sides to that argument, isn't there? You could yeah. say that education is available, but nobody wants it. You could say that nobody wants it because the education that's available, not the education they want. It's a difficult one. That is for me. I can't really put my fingers. There's so much yeah. in regards to that at the moment. I suppose my view of that is only from what I know and what I've gone out yeah. to do. And look for as a course or something like that. What, like, I know you've done a lot of courses, and I know you've uh, 
probably explored that world more than myself. Like, do you feel like there's a lack of availability no. for education out there? Do you think there's no. plenty? No, no, no there's, there's, there's definitely a, 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 a veritable shitload of of, edu <laughs> of educational opportunities, but yeah. but like if you take a, a, a degree uh, in in the UK, just a, just a basic undergraduate BA ons degree, mm. you, you're looking at paying like nine thousand yeah. a, a year. Yeah. Comes back to greed, doesn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> It, Again, so you're disenfranchising the youth to to kind of seek education. You you're, you're hearing more and more to uh, the the uh, to push people towards uh, apprenticeships. Now, apprenticeships, awesome. That's on the job education. You get you get. I don't know what you get. I've never done an apprenticeship. Like I imagine a a, a craft or a trade or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I imagine or something like yeah. that. And get yeah, but the so whole point can... it started like that, didn't it? Like that's how every country raised itself up through trade through building yeah. its structure and then we widened out yeah. and we uh, yeah, we made education worth it at one point but yeah. is it worth it anymore for certain things like uh, i did yeah. film film production yeah. in university now they're saying you could virtually get what you do on that course for free by just watching youtube youtube tutorials educate you far better than you would necessarily get educated paying all that money exactly going away. exactly so, that that's see that's what annoys me as well in terms of the disenfranchising of 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 the youth facing this problem because like i've i've got a, i've got a, a sufficient a, a level of education behind me so it, it doesn't kind of plague me as much but it's definitely plaguing the kids uh, at, at the moment their their yeah. their their opportunity to go and inquire about certain things is very small because they're either limited by the fact that it costs a lot uh, and, yeah. and to be able to do or it's it's in the dark regions uh, of in the corner of YouTube somewhere, and you have to uh, be grown enough in your own mind to know what you want, to go after it, to learn, to memorize, to practice, to do whatever you need to. What seventeen-year-old yeah. does that? <laughs> <laughs> they want to go out and you know they want to seek an opportunity from yeah. you know what you'd think was the educational system. Definitely. What we have in and. Uh, you know, it's thrown down your throat all the time, isn't it? It's on TV. Go to uni. Go to college. It's there all the time. But make it worth it, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> do something exactly. with that. You're, if you want your people of your country to, to yeah. educate themselves and want to go out there and learn and be part of that system, make, give them something at the end of it. For God's sake, like, provide them. 100% right. So we're supposed to regrow from the smaller to, to make sure future generations are are, are looked after in the light. But the, like the real, like look at Staffs University around here, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of Stoke-on-Trent pride got into it uh, and whatnot. But if you look at the and I can't speak for all of them because there are a lot of opportunities out there, so I can only speak for a couple. Uh, uh, but the uh, the the opportunity within a couple of the a couple of those degrees is like, man, eh, well, turn up to your lecture if you want, whatever. Uh, but uh, but at the end of the day, we'll have you for thirty grand's worth of debt. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, and that and that's I, just I, for your course. Never mind any student loans, so you can live and yeah. eat. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I, I went to Wolverhampton, I was told something similar in the first year. You did all your practical work. 
you did all the, the theoretical work and then they basically told you for the next two years, it's all available on PowerPoint presentations that they've already uploaded to a site. I'm, I'm sorry, but I, my money is now on this website that I can access whenever I want. I just slightly feel like I've been undersold. Yeah. <laughs> Teach well, me. Yeah. Teach me. That's why I'm paying you why? the yeah. economic version of a vein. <laughs> oh, you can go on it whenever you want. Yeah, but the whole point is I can turn up to these lectures and you can teach me, so why am I doing half your job? <laughs> but then again, I suppose, like, on the, on fighting the other sides, teachers and people in the education system are arguing for more resources. They Agreed. don't have, you know, Agreed. the fun to, like, to courses like media and music and film. Yeah do require technology and yeah. uh, practical uh, elements and people Agreed. to come in from that uh, employment line, but they just can't afford it. Agreed. So they ask you to get your own camera, ask you to go on YouTube. 100%, so. mate. And how are teachers supposed to effectively look after a class of like 30, 35, sometimes 40 people? That, that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not happening, right? It, so th these are the problems that all feed into each other, feed yeah. into each other, and it comes back to greed, yeah, and ego. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't go out and get a don't go out and get an education. Go into work right from the second that you leave college and whatnot. You can spend your life giving me the the tax that you earn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're taxed on national insurance. We're taxed on like spare bedrooms at one point in your life. Carrier bags used to be free. Like yeah, just no. these small, these small little things. Yeah, and it adds up. It sounds trivial, but then it's not when you actually put it into perspective as a number. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, we're adding all this tax on so we can help. Uh, so we can help rebuild the NHS. Every single working man and woman in the country is game for that. But then Bojo spending like a couple of grand on some rolls of wallpaper. <laughs> it's leadership, isn't it? Leadership. Leaders lead from the front. Set, by, lead by example. The example we're yeah. being set is, ah, fuck it, it'll be all right. <laughs> that's it that's that. we can hope for the best we can do this we can do that yeah, la, la, yeah. La, 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 la. it'll all go away it'll all go away what do you mean that woman i slept with is pregnant <laughs> oh no that's it that's his prime ministerial regime <laughs> <laughs> all you do all you get from the politicians is other politicians saying yes we agree with the public that this is out of order they don't agree with us do something about it for god's sake who, who's left that person in charge and why are they still in charge? Surely there's people that can say you are no longer in charge because you're not very good at being in charge. But it doesn't work like, like that. Because <laughs> you suck. <laughs> because you suck. Now, uh, uh, Elrin uh, uh, raises a good point. She says, uh, I missed the first 21 minutes. Did you find a solution to greed and ego? Yeah, get rid we, of <laughs> so, Well, get rid of greed once it get greed. Yeah, get rid of greed because I think the two are intrinsically linked. If you've got an ego, it leads towards the potentiality for greed. If you are greedy, it leads towards the potentiality for ego, yeah. right? So to do that, you've kind of got to track back towards, uh, you know, nature nurture and all of those foundational uh, qualities. But the 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 best way that I've found to tackle uh, to tackle an ego is to indefatigably 
ruin anything that they say with cold, hard truisms. Without agenda. Without agenda. That's why comedians are popular. Exactly. <laughs> That's what they do. Exactly, exactly, right? Yeah. So, like, um, what's some of the egocentric stuff that we've seen uh, at some point? So, I, I, I once, um, uh, do you remember DA? Mm-hmm. I, I once yeah. had to sit to listen, uh, sit and listen him to uh, rant about why Brexit was the, the best thing for this country's autonomy, the best thing for this country's sovereignty, uh, and it's you know the the whole stabilization bollocks that they were peddling at the time, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when you sit there and and you say things like oh it'd be great for the borders because everyone's coming in and you go okay where <laughs> where do you know them have you met them are you are you counting them how are they harming <laughs> because these people work often twice as hard as you for less money. They don't go yeah. he, he was essentially a hick. He, he, he was a hick, but that's that's the best way that I've found to target those kinds of things. Like, um, if there's if there's ever been, um, uh, and and I've had it a few times where where Maddie said it to me. If I'm if I if I want to get or do something that I don't really need or or want, or she's done it, or that we don't really need or want, or anyone else that I know, you you kind of ask that question. Um, like uh, somebody takes something hypothetical and they go, um, I, I I really want uh, I really want these shoes. You know they're 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 they're, they're two hundred and fifty quid, uh, and I think they look great. I'm like, okay, why? <laughs> Be, because they're this. Because they're this. some okay, fair enough, right? But why the two hundred and fifty pound ones over the twenty five pound ones? What's the difference? Yeah, I just, just, I just cold hard, get right to it. It's the greatest way to try and hold a mirror up to these people. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they would learn immediately because greed and ego. They won't. <laughs> they won't. But the, the the more people, the more people that do that, the more yeah. people that do that, the 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 better suited they would be to try and learn from the the reality that they're trying to purport uh erin erin asking so how does one re rehabilit rehabilitate <laughs> uh, rehabilitate uh, uh, uh misheard you put them it's... in an oxygen tank and then you stuff a load of paper in the pipe yeah yeah you rehabilitate a scamber herd <laughs> i'd be polite you went you, you went full in with the name um <laughs> <laughs> are not in their life support machine yeah so the the thing you'd have to take into account with that is the kind of fluidity of her diagnosis with the personality concerns because you know uh, uh dr curry was on it as well and whatever the name of the doctor for her side was have both reflected similar concerns so you would have to address those areas uh, and in 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 terms of her egocentricities like take with um take with the pledging uh, of of the money uh, and and whatnot, and that be, between the pledging of the money and the donating of the money, uh, uh, you would uh, you would you would reference it as things like, well, I, I pledged I pledged all of this money to what which, and then you would say things like, well, the interviews that you gave after were about what this money would do for the person in that area and what kind of an effect it would have for the ACLU and whatever the children's hospital was at the time. Um, yeah. So what are you, what are you doing about that now if you've not actually given the money? 
Well, I, I haven't been able to. Okay, so why did you tell them you were going to? <laughs> and then they go back to the previous question. Yeah, and then, and then well, I, I pledged it, okay, but the pledging doesn't give them anything. So you've provided these people false hope that they've been able to think that they're going to be able to get a treatment or a new building or whatever you do at the ACLU or a children's hospital, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, and they've they've had to go through that because of your pledge. Hmm. And then just sit there and wait for the answer. As long as you don't react emotionally towards this kind of situation, because then it turns into two stags headbutting each other, uh, and the one with the biggest head in the end will win. Which, if you're not headbutting me, because <laughs> I literally have a big head, um, uh, is is in reference to a big ego. The big ego is going to win every every time. So if you're staying there, just listening and asking the incisive questions that need to be asked. That will cut yep. right to the heart every single time. It might take a lot longer than others, sure, but the, it will it will cut right to the heart of it every single time. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot like going back to DA when you said, yeah, like asking them straight up certain questions, and they just go, "Wow, well, mm. okay." So how did that come to be? Well, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But then why does that mean that we can't go out now? Well, blah, 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 blah. It's just sort of. Yeah. Eventually, you got to the truth. There was a smile that would appear on his face that yeah. kind of gave him. He was about to be caught out. But <laughs> I was a bit of a dick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's. I, I wish you all on mass could know who we're on about, so you'd, you'd have a you'd have a reference point to that because that's a beautiful depiction. It, it happened far too many times a day, far too many times. But it's it's that kind of thing. So the the next time, like if you think, uh, I mean, take what's the personification of greed and ego on a general basis? Um, Boris. Karens. Karens. Right. Good take Karens. Yeah. Uh, or a Car or a Kardashian, <laughs> right? For example, um, uh, one of one one of the things that annoyed me about the show was uh, I, I, I want to say it was Kim, but I only want to say it was Kim because that's the only one I know. But it was one of the Kardashians. They were in some kind of desert resort, uh, you know, with these things on the ocean. And she's whinging because she's dropped a $100,000 earring in the ocean. Right? Uh, and so I, I would be saying things like, so why did you drop it? Well, I didn't mean to drop it. Okay, so why were you wearing it swimming? <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, I, I thought it made me look good. Okay, well, so you were aware of the risk that, that was in there for swimming. Yeah, yeah, no, I wanted to do it. So why are you complaining? You knew the risks. <laughs> do you not have $100,000 to spare? Well, no, no, it's $100,000. Well, if you don't have $100,000 to spare, why are you spending it on earrings? <laughs> and taking risks you shouldn't be taking. Right. <laughs> all, all, of those kind, all of those kinds of questionable materials, as long as you don't meet them up there at that energy level. Yeah, you, like you can every contestant on Love Island. Yeah. Every time they have an emotional breakdown, well, why have you come on here? Exactly. Why well, a TV show that specialises in this? Why well, are you coming yeah. into a show that forces these scenarios on you? <laughs> you know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, 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 Thank you for planting an image of Karen Kardashian in my head. I so needed that. Can you imagine her with one of those kind of short, bobbed... I, I, I hope people get what I'm doing when I do this. <laughs> right, but one of them sh short, bobbed ha hairstyles. Great. Yeah, I, I'm holding a, a small plate of food whilst mopping my brow from the wrong side. 
That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I hope that there's a secret Kardashian sister called Garen Kardashian. See, I, I, I want there to be a secret Kardashian sister with like just a, a, a cavalier, everyday, run-of-the-mill name. Like if there's a bloke, it would just be like Brian Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or Dave Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just Kardashian. Maybe there's one that's just called Car Kardashian. 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 Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Google for it all. I blame Google for it all. Uh, well, te- I suppose technically it would be Ask Jeeves first. Yeah. Uh, the the search engines, the, you know, the, the the kind of cyclical logic of oh, I investigate this, but you're just searching up many different reasons that confirm your own stupid point of view, whatever that is. Um, oh, I'm right, and then it, it doubles down, and then yeah, anyway, um, there Elias it is. Well, yeah, Elias, Elias. That would, I think that would be an Amish Kardashian. Are we coming out with our own range of toys here? We, we've got we've got Karen Kardashian, uh, Elias Kardashian, Dave Kardashian. You can get them all on a happy meal coming to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> and the great the thing end. about the Happy Meal is it's quadrupled the calories. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! So there um, we are, guys. We, we've, what was that, mate? Sorry? The answer to all millennial problems is get rid of Karens. Get rid of Karens. Done. Get rid of Karens. Like a eugenic wipeout. Get rid. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an awesome game show. <laughs> <laughs> When uh, me and Maddie were walking the dogs a, a while, a good few months ago now, um, we were walking down and she goes, oh, watch the poo. I went, worst game ever. <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the one side, you know, a warning about somebody that hasn't picked up off their dog. But on the other, I was kind of like, oh, well done, Brain. That was actually pretty quick for you. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> but to sum up right to sum up right if you look at greed and ego take somebody as and there are many figures like this but take somebody as well known in this world as elon musk yeah right uh there was facts and figures done on his bank balance in that if it if they were all stacked as hundred dollar bills he would have enough to reach space with two piles and then have enough left over to be tall, just taller than Mount Everest. Nobody needs that. No. Nobody needs that. And we, I've said it. I've said it millions of times. If you've got billions, fine. Have a car for every day of the week. Have a house in every country if you want. Have gold watches and all of that stuff. Do it, right? If you've worked yeah. and earned it, as he has in his own way, do it. Yeah. But if you've still got billions left over, then it's your duty to be doing something worthwhile for the world. All, you, all you've got there is paper or data. Yeah. That's all you've got. All you've got there. You're not spending it. Who's it for? For yeah. the love of God. That's all you we build- designed for four things. We didn't design currency for currency. <laughs> exactly. And you li- listen, Elon, your billions don't take away from the fact that you used to be bald. All right, mate. I saw the pictures. It was definitely receding. Huh? Huh? All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Right, guys. 
we've um, we've settled it, we've solved the world problems, and realistically, at this day, stage, it boils down to en masse, like a, like a pathological wipeout of greed and ego. Greed and egocentricity. Not not to, to bring it all back around, but I think because of what we've just done and how we've just solved all the issues of the world, you sh someone should pay me. <laughs> I want your money. I think I could at least. Is that okay? Greed? That's it. Oh, yeah. I'm you, you can actually you can actually pay Adam if you want by subscribing to the channel. Huh? 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> right, guys, take it easy. Make smart, de smart decisions for those around you, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.